the comic book pit. Okay. Welcome to the Comic Book Pet 227. I am Sean, the Danger Man Atkins. And I'm Jared. Oh, you still had more? Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, and this is oh. unhappable. Oh, and, Way and, to go. And this is Jared. Bungler of introduction. I'm not used to being on this side of the introduction. I'm used to being on the other side. I'm okay. used to being the one that throws it over. But this week it's your week because uh, both, yeah, both uh, the Dang and the Duke are not with us. The Dang, that's right. The Dang is uh, playing left wing in Game Five of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Yes, he's uh, he's the short one. Yeah, you'll see him out there. Yeah, he's on the uh, the fourth line. Yeah. But, um, I don't think that's a thing. You just lie. No, no, there's fourth line. Yeah, four lines. Really? Yeah. I don't know much about hockey. Um, this is not the time for that. We can discuss. Uh, we can discuss the logistics of uh, ice hockey at a different time. Uh, and the Duke is getting prepared for the Sci-Fi in the Valley Con. Is it called Sci-Fi in the Valley or just Sci-Fi Valley Con? Uh, I think it's Sci-Fi in the Valley. Because I see. Because if you move. If the people that organize it move it, then it's not really sci-fi in the valley anymore. It's just sci-fi somewhere. Well, it, it, <laughs> I, the reason I say this, I've seen um, literature. There's road signs out like in Murraysville promoting it, and it just says Sci-Fi Valley Con. Perhaps, perhaps there is a Sci-Fi Valley. Perhaps Maybe. that's a place. Maybe it might it might be left at Albuquerque. There you go. Just just maybe think that in for a second. Pismo Beach. Um, no, as so so if um, this goes up in time, or maybe Scott was at the Sci-Fi Valley Con <laughs> this past weekend, and he was having a great time. And that's I why he's not all here. those pictures he posted were awesome. You may, you wish you were there. Weren't they great? I uh, I felt like I, I was believe- there with all the uh, pictures he posted, the type of yeah. reportage that he you know was putting out over the weekend. I, uh, oh yeah, I I particularly like how he shook Chewbacca's hand. That was awesome. It was a highlight of my weekend. And I wasn't I was even like, there. How'd you do that? And he was like, "Oh, he's totally awesome. Kind of smells like dog hair, though." And uh, those like, Deadpool's were great, weren't they? 
Uh-huh. Particularly that one Deadpool that was a mashup of Deadpool and a character from popular culture. Yeah. You never Hopefully. see that. Yeah, it was fantastic. Nope. In that other uh, one, it was a mashup of Deadpool and a character from history. Yeah, like Marie Antoinette. Yeah, Deadpool. Marie Here Antoinette Pool. I don't uh-huh. know how that cosplayer was carrying the head around, but it was amazing. It was like a mashup of Marie Antoinette head pool. So it was like working I, on multiple levels. I will say science. Science? When in science. doubt, call it science. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a science we're here to discuss tonight, Sean Atkins, as uh, listeners of the oh, show. We never, dis- we, we never said where uh, Dan was. Dan said Dan's playing fourth line for the Penguins in the Cup. No, you said Scott. No, I said, I said, dang, rewind the tape. Go back and listen to this. That's your homework, is to listen to the episode that you're on. Well, I was going to say. Oh, god damn it. Shark scored already. A minute four in. Dan let that one go. He's uh, on the fourth line. Jeez, Dan. Way to go, Dan. You, got a you should this. listen more to Emilio Estevez. Yeah, you got to oh. help your goalie and uh, keep those lanes clear. Murray beat with the wraparound again. <sighs> I mean, come on. Go Mighty Ducks. Yes. You got to do the knuckle oh. puck. Flying V knuckle puck to win the cup. There you go. That's there it. you go. See, that's deep there. I don't remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> Way to go to pull that out. Okay. So... Today, speaking of movies, we, yeah. Speaking of movies, as advertised we, on the previous episode, which I was not on, so. But did you listen to it? I will For say shame. yes on the For air. Shame. And For shame! How dare you? And not my head. No. Mm. I imagine it was a rip. Medium. I bet it was a rip roaring time. When isn't it? When is it not a rip-roaring good time? <laughs> During taxes. Sure. Taxes. So we're here to talk about the movies. We talked about the TVs last week and all the TV shows that uh, we watched during our hiatus. And this week we uh, have gathered to discuss the big movies that uh, we watched or most of us watched during our hiatus. Um, mm-hmm. And, see, and you saw most of these movies. Let's start with Deadpool. I don't have any notes on Deadpool, so this should be fun. Let's just wing it. Maximum effort. I have to agree. Like, is that what you're saying? Like, that's what, what you're trying to say? I was saying well, that's his catchphrase from the movie. You watched the Deadpool movie, yes? Yes, I did. I actually, I really loved it. I loved, I loved it from beginning to end. I, and being a Deadpool fan, like, in the late 90s with Joe Kelly's run, mm-hmm. it was, like, all that fun stuff that I remember from that run. I mean, I I still don't get the chimichunga thing. I think it's just random. But I don't think I there, there's, like, anything like, deeper. I think if you think deep into, like, chimichanga references, I think it's just a goofy word to say. Yeah. Like Sheboygan. Yes. Um, exactly. But I really enjoyed it. Like, I, it was just really fun. And it was just funny. And, uh, 
anything else about it. <laughs> I yes, think what it was it, it was maximum effort. It was maximum. It was, it maximum was definitely. Effort. I was actually kind of amazed that I would actually live long enough to see a Deadpool movie. To I know. Tell, uh, to tell you the truth, because it was like, you know, well, I think you we'll, used to make movies of popular characters, and at the time I didn't expect Deadpool to be that popular character. Well, he, he is a popular character. Um, I think what it demonstrated was what happens when you let uh, passionate creators create. And you don't worry, you know, you put the vision. Jesus Christ, they scored again. Um, when you put, basically, when you put the, the integrity of the artistic vision ahead of the commercialness of, the, of a product like that. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. It was like a low budget movie. So they were like, took a low risk on it and like, here, just go do what you do. Cause clearly people want to see this and it may, gangbusters money so hopefully it does hopefully we yeah. do see a trend not of just like movies that are like comic book movies that are r-rated for the sake of being r-rated because that's not oh, why it was successful it was successful because it was true to the character source yes although i kind of have to admit it did seem like as soon as like the very next day it happened you just heard like all this stuff like oh this is going to be x-rated this is or not x-rated r-rated oh my god yes <laughs> The X-rated. <laughs> like, like X-Men's going to be R, and uh, the next Superman movie is going to be R-rated, and yeah. this is that. Like, they're going to re-edit Batman v Superman to be R, and I'm like, what? Which was expected. I, I think we've reached this weird point where the public consciousness has come to predict uh, the movements of like corporations and stuff. So like, we all you could set your watch to the announcement of like. Wolverine will be R. Batman v Superman director's cut will be R. The uh, yeah. Care Bears movie will be a hard R. Care I would Bears love to going see a hard deep. R. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but, again, we all, like, mouth, and everyone I knew, everyone knew, <laughs> everyone knew, like, that's not <laughs> what made the movie successful. It was that it was true to the source material and took full advantage of the, you know, the medium it was working in. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. It, it is messed up that that it took the Deadpool movie to give us like the most faithful film version of Colossus that we've seen. That's what I've been hearing. That it was very, uh, very faithful to Colossus. Well, I mean, and, he looked. And Ryan Reynolds com- was great. Oh yes, Ryan Reynolds was fantastic. I mean, when Ryan Reynolds is, is never you know disappoints. He's a uh, I've been a fan of Ryan Reynolds since uh, the Pizza Place show, and uh, it is kind of something to see. The guys and a girl and a Pizza Place. It was on the uh, ABC Television Network in the late nineties. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Yep, he's, he's pretty. I just always thought it was. I just always thought it was like a very adult movie. Or adult TV show, so I just no, no, it, it was. I was like two guys and a girl in a pizza shop. In a pizza place. Uh, that sounds a little too heady for my tastes. Yeah, I'll stick with ER. That's where the the laps are at. <laughs> I don't, I don't need your politicking. Two guys, a girl in a pizza place. But I mean, I I'll stick with Jack. 
I even remember. Oh, this is going back into Deadpool. Uh, like I remember when uh, Wolverine Origins. Thousand um, TV reference. Wolverine Origins. Yeah, like when Wolverine Origins came about, and they said, "Oh, Ryan Reynolds is going to be Deadpool," and I was like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah. He is a he's known perfect. to be mouthy and funny, and I was like, yes. "That's perfect." But then when they did that in the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's not him. That's not even close to Deadpool. No, and that's not even Ryan Reynolds here at the end of this movie." I'm really glad that they, uh, I'm kind of glad Ryan Reynolds and was it Tim Miller? Yes. Kind of like, you know, say, Hey, let's do this and just make it right. And I'm actually kind of glad they incorporated that into the movie too. Yeah. The little <laughs> wink and a nod to that. It was just the right touch. Didn't dwell mm-hmm. on it. Just, it was the perfect little acknowledgement. Um, but no, I, going back to Colossus, I really, I mean, they had, it was like the comic book Colossus brought to life. He didn't change like back the whole time. The the lines and the you know his body were like on point. I thought I was really impressed by that. I mean that wasn't the only thing I was impressed by, but I did really have to take note that wow, it was really cool that they nailed Colossus. And it was this movie of all movies. Penguin scored. Woo. Two one. Sean Atkins. That was Dan Greenwald with a wrister. Way to go, Dang. Way to go, Dan. Doing it, doing it for the Berg. Doing us proud. Um, no, so I was impressed with, uh, all of that. And I mean, I, I wasn't, um, familiar with the, uh, the, the Negasonic Teenage Warhead character. I guess that was a real character from my like, Grant Morrison's run. But I, I, Oh, really? Yeah. But it was, she wasn't, um, like that. Like they kind of just took the name, it seems, when I read up on it later. But uh, I thought that was a fine uh, character and performance in the movie. It really didn't. There was no like nothing bad about the movie. It was it was a nice, tight, good action comedy film. Yeah, like it knew the story it wanted to tell, and it told it the best way they could. And, and it pulled right from the source material and hit all the beats that need to be. And uh, I'm anxious to see what the sequel will be like because they're saying cable. And, you know, since it did so well, they'll, they'll up the budget. So I'm curious to see if they still get the creative freedom with what will probably yeah. be your budget and just where it will go with cable. I would imagine, spitballing here, speculative spoilers, it'd probably be like some sort of buddy cop type movie. Yeah, probably. Do you have a preference for who you'd like to see play cable? Hmm. Well, I know Clint Eastwood wouldn't do it. No, because he's like he's pretty scrawny, and he's like barely alive. He's like 113, Sean. He can't do it. Yeah, but he can probably say like, "Get off my lawn!" Holy crap! The Penguin scored again. Tie game. Tie game, Sean Atkins. Dan Atkins. Dan Atkins. Dan Atkins. Dan Dan Greenwald again with a one timer from the top of the circle. Um. He can just say, you know, Nick like, Bonino for those keeping score at home. Like, yes, we know we watched the game a week ago when it actually aired. We don't need to listen to your podcast for the play by play. Just talk about the stupid movies already. Um, no, I don't, I, uh, you seen a bunch of like actors like in the age range, like trying to throw their hats in the ring. The one that I saw, and it's kind of like the obvious choice and easy choice when you think about it. Like it's, it's the right choice is, uh, Ron Perlman for me. 
I don't know about Ron Perlman. I guess so. I guess he could be that craggly guy. Oh, he could like, totally I, be the craggly guy. I think he could play well off of Ryan Reynolds. And he looks like like Cable. He's got the physique and everything. He's a perfect age. And he played Ryan or played with Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, they were in uh, the Blade movie. Yeah. So there All you right. go. That, 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 that swayed you? Like, oh, yeah, they were in Blade 3. Well, I can't think of, like, another craggly person. There's, um, who did I see? I mean, there's... A, he would do it, but... The actor from, like, Avatar, the guy that played, like, the bad guy general, was, like, the first actor, was like, I want to play Cable. I was like, well, I guess you look the part. I but think Rob was like, no, like, the guy that played comedian in The Watchmen. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? He could probably do it. He's Negan mm-hmm. on Walking Dead now. So, hmm. I'm sure it could happen. Like I said, I uh, vote for Ron Perlman. I think that's the. Like I said, it seems I feel like the easy choice, the obvious choice, but uh, sometimes the easy and obvious is the right choice. So we'll see. It'll be exciting to see. Yeah. So definitely be nice. Do you have any closing thoughts on Deadpool? Or can we move on? Uh, and then they got everything right about it. Even Blind Al was in it. Blind Al was in it? Yeah, she was in it. Yep. I I know, I saw it there. You know what impressed me? I would say this. The the one thing that did impress me with Deadpool, they kept the mask on during the movie. Like, they took the appropriate times, but they kept it on during the appropriate times. So much so that even, like, at the end, like, the third act is usually when the mask comes off and you just see the, you know, the, the actor's... The song mm-hmm. was like front and center. They left the mask on. And then they did that little thing that fit the story where he takes the mask off and he's got that other like mask on underneath. Cause he was self-conscious about his appearance. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, I played that part for the story, but also it was kind of like a wink and a nod to the whole, not only did he have his mask on, he had a mask on under his mask. Like he doesn't like people to see his face, you know. Right, right, right. But even just the whole concept of like mask come off. In, in the movies, this mask stayed on. So much so that there was even a mask underneath the mask. That's how many masks were staying on. <laughs> they did do a perfect uh, skewing of uh, the genre as well. The genre being the superhero movie. Yeah, with that superhero landing. That great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about too, the superhero landing. Which, uh... Do you remember... And then, uh, do you remember in Batman v Superman... As we smoke the transition. <laughs> like the very first time you see Superman, he does the superhero landing. <laughs> yeah, and that was funny. <laughs> and it was like so close to like when it happened to you. You're like, oh yeah, the superhero landing. So, um, let's address the elephant in the room. The big one. Yes. Oh boy. Where do we begin with B? Uh... Um, I want to say this. I liked it. I did like it. I liked it for the uh, the spectacle and novelty of it. I liked seeing Ben Affleck's Batman. You know me. You know I'm a sucker for like the Zack Snyder superhero movies. I'm a sucker for uh, Man of Steel. You know that all too well. I do. So this, I... uh, it, it would be really difficult for me to hate this movie. Like, it would have to really just go way off the rails for me to uh, to, to not get into it. And, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. You know, it's a warts and all thing, just like Man of Steel. 
And and I, there was a point where even I rolled my eyes and I was like, really? That's how you're going about this part? Okay. But uh, for me, just seeing Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman like in a movie together, this the, like I said, the novelty of that and just the spectacle of you know, with what they can do with Superman and technology now, and just how they can make that look and fly around and punch stuff, and all this, the novelty of it all is what appealed to me. And, you know, the aforementioned R rated director's cut comes out in like a little over a month, and, and I'll have it, and I will watch it. And I'm- I see, the thing is. I keep telling people that I'm actually in the middle of the road only because it kind of meant everything that I was expecting going into the movie. And I can't like, I can't say it was bad. It was certainly not. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. And there was just so many faults with it. I just, I, it was, I don't know, like, I expected a couple things out of that movie. It was, like, two hours of mope, which I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that Wonder Woman was going to be awesome, which I got. Yes. And then, uh, and the setup for Justice League, in which I got. Which you got. So. Yes. Um, I was, you're right, it wasn't per- it was far from perfect. I'm hoping that this ultimate cut, it was just more a like- half hour added in, uh, fixes some of those problems because it was choppy. I mean, I figured it was going to be kind of, I mean, Man of Steel was kind of that way too, just sort of kind of a bit of a go fast movie where like the events just happen. There's not a lot of time to let moments breathe and, you know, context to be given. Things just, just a series of events. I, I figured that's what it'd be like going in. And to me, that's what it was, but it was like really choppy. And what I was kind of the part, the opportunities I felt were missed were there was a lot of like, some world building that could go on with like the new characters, not just Batman, but like particularly like Lex Luthor and him discovering like the secrets of Krypton and the whole universe. I feel like those are moments that should have been expanded on and allowed to breathe and mm-hmm. more rather than Bruce Wayne's dreams. Like I, we didn't need to see that many of Bruce Wayne's dreams. I don't think we needed his motivations, you know, repeatedly pounded upon. I thought they were pretty clear. Like, I didn't mind the origin story being retold. You tell her, Mama Atkins. Um, I didn't mind all that. I thought it was, like, rather, you know, well handled and, and fit in naturally without being, like, forced or taking away too much time. Um, but then just the repeated, like, Batman dreams. Like, the one where it's like, you know, Superman takes over the world, like, whatever. That led to a cool moment of the Flash showing up, and I was like, holy crap, we're seeing a scene from, like, a future movie. Like, in this, like, they're planting seeds. Like, this is kind of cool. Um, even though it's not the Flash we both, you know, know and love, I was still just like, holy yeah. crap. I still thought it was cool to see, like, what was clearly, like, a scene for, like, Justice League or something. Like, this is going to come back. Like, this moment's coming back. Like, oh, crap, that's cool. But, um, like, so all the, the Bruce Wayne dreams, I thought there was a little too much of that. Um, so, I mean, but, it, you know, it is, but we got to see, like, them together, you know, on the big screen. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, they really, I don't know, like, that was actually one of the parts that just kept throwing me out was Bruce's, uh, 
I'm going to call them hallucinations. They're sure. not dreams because, you know, was like the very first one. He is like, like in the beginning of the film, he's, oh, what is he? He's at his parents' crypt. Oh, yeah. And he, like when he's a kid and he falls through and then the bats like pick him up. You mean that Something one? like that. The bats pick him up. And then after that one, like he's an adult, he's parents' crypt. And, um, the giant bat busts out. Yeah. And I'm like, are you like, I literally, I was like, what's the point? I, of this? I literally went over to my, my Penguin wife, score. And, like, leaned over. Dan got the hat. Oh, no, they didn't score my bad. Sorry. I thought, no Dan, got, I thought Dan got a hat trick. I was ready to throw my hat on the ice. So proud of him. Like, it was, I literally, like, leaned over to my wife, and I was like, is he high? Like, is he, like, <laughs> taking LSD? And it just kept going and going. City. Yeah, I know, right? And it was like, like, what is the matter with him? Superman, on the other hand, I mean, it was carried over from Man of Steel. He's kind of like this mope. His colors yeah. are a little brighter. That's you know, and honestly, that that was the thing that did kind of bug me too. That the, the darkness of it, not not so much the the thematic darkness, but the actual darkness. Like I couldn't see stuff. Like I couldn't really see what was going on. And we get to that big third act showdown with spoiler alert for a movie that's been out for three months with Doomsday. And like I can't see what's happening here. Like it's yeah. And what's with what's with Lex Luthor like figuring out how to make a death a doomsday? But yeah, I mean, like he's like, oh yeah, I'll totally, you know, dip this Kryptonian this goop and just put my own blood and there you go. See, yeah. they they gave us enough to be like, okay, so the ship taught him some stuff. But I'd like to have seen. I would have liked to have seen more of that. I would like to have seen more of like the ship telling the secrets of Krypton to Luther. Like I would rather have seen that than Bruce Wayne's, you know, various dreams that. Yeah. Like they could have cut out the Omega dream one and see that one. I didn't really mind the, the one where he goes to the crypt and the bat busts out of his mother's grave. Like the whole point of that was just to reinforce that his mom's name was Martha. Which when we got when they got to that part later in the movie, that's where I rolled my even I rolled my eyes. Even I was like, "Oh yeah, that's like when you're when, doing this." That that's you the, mean like when uh, Batman hesitates, like, "How do you know that name?" Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? He's like, like, "Really? Like, why couldn't he just? Why couldn't he just say Luther has my mother?" And like, couldn't that have been enough? Like, Luther is us against each other, and he has my mom. Help me out. Yeah. When was the last time you just like in a panic just? Said your mom's yeah, name. Yeah when, did, when, yeah, when did Clark start, call, start calling his mother by her first name? When did that happen? Gotta save Martha. Like, since when yeah. did you start calling you call her Martha? No. I was kind of done at that one, and I was just like, ah. Oh. I'm just like, Although, this, this is dumb. And I like the movie. <laughs> and I'm even like, this is dumb. This is a I like I said, I mean, about this. It, it, to me, it was too clunky. It was too cumbersome. Yeah, I mean, it, it meant all the stuff that I, I asked for, but it was, it was just too clunky. It was just, a lot of things were just kind of like, oh, here's this. Oh, here's that. Like the whole Martha thing. Like, really? You're going to go there and now you're super friends because you both have a mom named Martha. Come on. Yeah. 
Like, does that mean if, like, Superman and Batman will, like, go after me? And I'd be like, <laughs> hey, my mom's name's Martha. Which, her name is actually name Martha. Is, so it's Justice League of Martha. That, that's really what it is. Like, I'm, my mom's What's your mother's name? name? Martha. My mom's You're name in. is Martha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the you, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the password is Martha. Um, so you okay, get in. You go to the watchtower, knock on the door, and they're like, What's the secret password? Martha. And you're in. So now it's like Batman, Superman, Sean Atkins, Wonder Woman. Like and that's snapper your car. Snapper car, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was just, it was ridiculous. And well, as Batman, I'm sorry, Batman was sitting out in the third act as well, like in that whole doomsday fight. I'm sorry. Like, why wasn't he getting the spear? Why was, why was Lois, Lois getting the spear when it was his, uh, his idea? He's like, oh, I'll go get the spear while you two handle ugly face. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna like, like hang off to the side and shoot like, uh, yeah, that's like what he's hand. doing. And I'm like, really? Really? You couldn't got, like, you couldn't be like, oh, hey, Lois, I got this. I got this. You, lady in heels and pantsuit, get the safety. Let me, the guy in the suit that can take a bullet at close range, at point yeah. blank range, bullets bounce off my suit. Let me go and get that spear that I created and almost killed this guy with. And good thing I did, because we kind of need him right now. And why um, couldn't he do like, why couldn't they do like the fastball special too? Because that, that's like, uh, Marvel. Like the Batman, be like. Who's throwing like who it? at this fastball special? Or matter of fact, I guess Wonder Woman is throwing Batman. Batman would just go splat. Yeah, that's true. Why didn't Wonder Woman grab the spear? Now that I think about it, why didn't Wonder why didn't they just hand the spear off to Wonder Woman? Because she's just as strong as did she Superman. know. In all fairness to uh, Diana Prince, did she know about the spear? I, I don't think she was watching the movie. Know. She was on. The, she, she was getting on the Turkish airline flight back to Themyscira. Yeah, maybe. And didn't know that there was a, a kryptonite spear. So I put the onus back on Batman. All right. But maybe, Either way. maybe they were so, but wait, weren't they like rather far away from the fight scene for Batman? Like if Lois made it back, I don't know, Sean. I have to see it again. When the movie comes out in, uh, in a couple weeks, we can watch it again and be like, wow, this really was just a flaming piece of shit, wasn't it? Um, Hold on. My kid's throwing a temper tantrum. She also di- disagrees with the inconsistencies of Batman v Superman. Alright. Maybe we need to watch it again. I mean, a couple good things was... See, Millie's just like, I. it didn't make sense. It was clunky. A wasted opportunity. I can't deal with it. Um, I can go on forever about. Well, that's, like, that's why we're here. Was. That's why we're here. <laughs> nice. Just kind of drag. Sean dumps on Batman v Superman Volume One, <laughs> a series of eight. I mean, it was just like the whole, like they even shoehorned the Justice League stuff, and I'm like. Serious? Like, why would Lex Luthor 
half files. Yeah, so Lex Luthor like, all created the, the code names, I guess, for all the Justice yeah. League. Or at least I, maybe and, they told him, like, oh, yeah, my name's Flash. Oh, yeah, how do you spell it? And, and, oh, what's that have? And here's a uh, USB drive with my uh, logo on it, so you can add that to your file. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so he made the logos and have the names for them and uh, just anything else. Well, Kooky Lex Luthor is also a graphic designer on the side. Of course he is. He's a jack because of everybody's a everybody's graphic designer. Well, with Photoshop nowadays, it really doesn't take much effort. Um, but... <laughs> Like, the, I mean, it just, I'm sorry, Flash's design, maybe it was because the whole time ripple thing, he kind of looked all clunky to me. Again, uh, the yeah. word clunky comes to mind because he eh, just, like, has jagged stuff. Clunky is apt. Um, maybe no, the it's did because... Look, we only saw a little bit of it, and he was coming through a time ripple, and there may have been more to oh, Well, I'll give him that, like, but if it looks really clunky or not as smooth as, you know... The Flash show, then get it. I know the, fla- the Flash show has set a high bar. And the movies it's just high. were never. I'm oh, sorry, they could. watching the, the game. Uh, you're right, it could, and it might. I mean, we still there's still a chance for this to correct itself. The DC CU, or like even the Aquaman footage, like. <laughs> what? Like, I was literally talking to a coworker at work about this, and I was like, what was he doing? Like, they're just investigating the ship, and there he is with his, uh, like, was he just hanging out in the dark waiting for these people to come? I, I said at work, I was like, was he taking a, a dump? And they interrupted him taking a dump? That was like angry. He was, yeah, like, he was just like, get out of my way, Pavarazzi. Stop, stop, you know. So I was like, it didn't make any sense to me. Or the cyborg one, which was pretty cool because they got mother Shit, box the in there. Shark scored again. Yeah, that wasn't mother <laughs> box. It was like truly a box though. It wasn't the little like, you know. Yeah, they didn't do the doohickey. Yeah, but I'll I'll take it. I mean, I kind of had a feeling they were going to do something different with it, but yeah, I'll take it. So I hope there's explanation. Like, how did? Um, dude, get a mother box to like it looked pretty rad seeing like cyborg like pinned up to the wall like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that ba- uh, it was a little forced, and it was this. There was some moments that just failed to uh, it just failed. I mean, and, and remember, I like the movie. <laughs> I'm watching like wow. <laughs> And I'm, but I it, mean, like, like I said, I mean, it gave me everything I wanted, so I can't say it failed, but it didn't, it didn't exceed. I mean, the good parts were like, I liked Batman. Yeah, uh, what you liked? You liked Batman? I did. I, you know what? I liked how he portrayed Batman. Besides the hallucinations. Yeah, and hallucinations. That's, that's a filmmaking thing. That's not a the character yeah. thing. He he really played Batman well. And I am a Michael Keaton fan, yes. But I kind of have to admit, I really like him. I, I liked him as Batman. He kind of has, like, that weight on his shoulders. And um, I still don't know about, was it Jeffrey Irons, I think, was his Alfred? Jeremy. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. I liked his, I liked his Alfred. 
I don't, I see. I wasn't sure about it. It captured but, the spirit of Alfred. At least it reminded me of the. I mean, yeah, he did. And he did kind of. He did kind of have it like more Alfred out more than usual. Like, kind of remind me of like the old, like the the first Batman movie from '89. Like, like those two quipped a lot, but not like a lot, lot. But you know. You can tell yeah, that. yeah. I mean, that was a different kind of. But I did like, I did like this version. I like all the versions, even even Lex Luthor. I, I liked it. It was different, and I was cool yeah, with that. I I didn't mind that Lex. Like at first, when I I kept seeing all the previews, I was like, oh, that's gonna be an annoying two hours with him. No, he was he was eccentric. He was uh, he was that Lex Luthor that I kind of expected out of him. But it wasn't annoying. I thought it was going to be a lot more like Screech, but <laughs> really it was just this crazy nut that's super duper rich. I don't know about the whole piss in the jar thing, but uh, I guess that you just got to take it with you. Take yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, piss in a jar. <laughs> I, actually, I think that whole bit didn't really offend me. A lot of people I saw no, were up in arms so over that scene. Not so much the piss in the jar itself, but the whole See, like the whole that Superman like didn't detect that there was a bomb in the wheelchair and let the whole building blow up around him. It just was like, oh, nerds. Yeah, I I didn't understand that whole entire scene either. Like, yeah, because he just kind of stands there after the explosion and he's just like, ah, shit. I'm gonna catch up. For <laughs> yeah. This one. yeah, it seemed like, oh man, I'm gonna get a whooping from my dad. Ah, oh, I better fly away. But yeah. I mean, Ow. they like that part was good, or not that part. The, the whole piss thing, I didn't understand. But Lex Luthor was good. <laughs> uh, well, Wonder that, Woman. It was a cut. That was a throwback to his conversation with the senator earlier in the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it, but I was just like, really? You, you guys went there? Okay. But uh, Wonder Woman actually lived up to my expectations. I I was kind of in that camp where I was kind of hoping they would get like, I don't want to say like beefier, but like a Xena type of figure or like a, a, a Xena warrior type person. I think the guy's close to that as they were going to get to that. I... I... I keep me, you had when I saw Wonder Woman, then you really were like, it was Wonder Woman was going to be the mad notes and all that. Um, I I was impressed. Well, I really liked Wonder Woman. She was. I, I want to see the Wonder Woman movie. See, I wasn't expecting Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot kind of reminds me of like those supermodels, you know, that will, you know, if they bend over, they'll snap. But no, nope, not this one. This was. She was good. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked her when she was in Diana Prince mode. And, yes, me too. And then when she was Wonder Woman at the end, she kicked real good butt. I really liked it. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of waiting. I'll definitely be in line for the Wonder Woman movie. I definitely will. Like it, it'll be like the first Wonder Woman movie. So, well, you've seen everything Chris Pine's been in, so the collector mentality mm-hmm. in you will override. Not everything. I haven't seen, what was it, Shadow Recruit? He was in uh, Ryan, Jack Ryan, or... I saw that one. Oh, yeah? I did see that movie. Yeah, apparently. That was... uh, This is apropos to nothing. 
That was the first movie I saw with Susan. Oh. What a, what a nice coinkadink. Yeah. Um, it was a fine picture. It wasn't bad. Kevin Costner's in it, and uh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, I think that was the name. It was all right. It, it didn't disappoint. I mean, it wasn't setting the world on fire, but uh, it, it was worth the watch. I don't know if I'd be like, I, I'm not buying it on home video and like watching it every Saturday afternoon, but. Nice, on your VHS tapes or yeah. on your VHS player. I'm going to watch it till it snaps. On your phone. <laughs> <laughs> on my TV VCR combo. But, I mean, I'm not, TV I mean, I'm also VCR. excited about the Aquaman movie. But, I mean, other than that, like... I'm looking forward to all the, the DC movies. I'm curious to see what they... I, I think, A, they they now know what not to do. So I'm sure there's a lot of course correction occurring. But um, I think they all know what not to do now, even if Zack Snyder sticks around. I think even he knows to uh, lighten up the tone just a little bit. I was actually kind of amazed that they put his name on the freaking Wonder Woman trailer I watched the other day. It was like, I forget, it was like some Wonder Woman trailer, and then it was like, by, by producer Zack Snyder, director of Batman v Superman, and I forget, like, an, another producer, maybe like Jeff Johnson. Probably. It was just like, man. Was Nolan still involved in this stuff? Uh, I don't know, probably not. But, um... I don't know why they don't get, like, Berlanti and crew. I mean, well, on. did you hear? I don't know if you heard this. I heard this somewhere. Greg Berlanti, and this is verified, is directing a Booster Gold movie. Yes. I'm not a fan of the character, but I love that because I like Greg Berlanti's stuff. Well, just Flash and yeah, DC's Legend tomorrow, which was pretty good. But, but yeah, um, that's... um. That's the thing. So they, they are kind of working him in, in a character that's like perfect for him to use that he, if he can't use him on the TV show. I'd like to see him do, uh, uh, Green Lantern again and make his Green Lantern. I kind of wonder if they're going to do Green Lantern, if they're going to be able to use Green Lantern on the TV shows. They have. There were subtle references to the Green Lantern mythos. I mean, there's three of them. You can just pick one. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's at least there's just three for this sector. I mean, at least there's even more now in the comics. But I'm just saying, like, they can at least pick one Green Lantern. It could be, yeah, it could be, like, okay, if they were like, okay, we want John Stewart to be our movie Green Lantern. Okay, we got Hal. Oh, no, yeah. we don't want Hal. Okay, we got Kyle. You have Guy Boom. Gardner. There you go. Um, we got Guy Gardner. I mean, there were. That would be pretty fun. Do you I remember season? Do you remember season one of Flash when they had all the rogues like at that airport, and they yeah. made like a throwaway reference to like Ferris, like Air, whatever, lost a test pilot recently. Yeah. That that oh, would be Hal yeah. Jordan. That would be Hal Jordan. That would be awesome. Yeah. They have to, like, just get some, get Hal, get get Nathan Fillion. I know that's everyone's go-to. I, I know I, I'm not as familiar with his work as as some may be. I just don't quite get why he's the go-to. But I don't get it. I, I can see that. I just don't get it. 
He doesn't. I don't know. know. He just has that swagger, you know. Or like, uh, I can't think of somebody who would fit like a nice Hal Jordan besides Ryan Reynolds. I mean, well, I, I like Ryan Reynolds. When, Ryan, movie. when that movie's being made, Ryan Reynolds was like the contender, and then Bradley Cooper was also was like the like the, the secondary guy. And uh, Bradley Cooper didn't quite have the the fame he had back then. But I remember mm. hearing that, and I thought Bradley Cooper would have been way better as Hal Jordan. See, I didn't mind Reynolds, because I figured, you know, he just seemed to fit. And I was like, okay. But, is but now he's Deadpool, so it's like, you know. Yeah, he's not going back. Yeah, you got yeah, to get somebody else. But, yeah, they their name just ha- Their mother's name just has to be Martha. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's your name? What's your mom's name? Uh, Janet, you're out, out. Green. Out. You're out, Green Lantern. Name. You get to F out. Um, Who do you think you are? Kathy? With your ring. Leave. Leave. Hey, come on, not every mom's name's Martha. Jeez. <laughs> what are you crying for, Sean? You're in. You're the Green Lantern. Oh, that's right. I am. That's who you get to be. Hey, Watchtower. Yep. No. Congratulations. <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're the all they can. And, and nice. And the mother box thing. I, I did geek about that. The mother box and the parademons. And I did kind of geek over that stuff. Yes. Parademons were cool. Like as much as you were like, Oh, the Omega, whatever dream. We got to see parademons in a movie. That's why I like yeah, this movie. Genre. It was just, it was so off. Like, it was just like, boom. Here it is, like some strange dream. And it was like long as crap. And I'm like, well, maybe not long, but it was like, it's like, why are you having these visions, Batman? Are you, are you high? Are you drunk? Are you drunk and high? I, I just I've been drunk. But they've <laughs> been like, like booze dreams. Um, did you have any objections to Batman's pistol packing ways? Like in the dream sequence, I figured uh, the dream sequence, all bets are off. That, when I did see the dream sequence, I did say, okay, this is obviously in a, a dystopian future. He, yeah, he's going to be packing. Uh, in the end, when he is with the other two facing off the doomsday, eh. That was a kryptonite grenade launcher, so that gets an asterisk. Yeah. Now, what about when he, like, blew up that truck with that goon on it? What did he use for that? When he goes to save uh, Martha Kent from the warehouse, he swoops in in his bat plane and just, like, blows up this truck. And there's, like, a henchman with a a gun mounted in the bed of the truck, and he just, like, blows it to hell. With his airplane? Yeah, he shot like a rocket or something at it. I, I guess not. It, it, I, I wasn't like I'm offended. I was like, oh, that's. I mean, that's it, interesting. That seems a little you know bit, what? a bit of an overkill, but you know, I, I always point back to the Michael uh, Keaton movie when he blew up the chemical oh. plant. Like, I'm sure not everyone was out. We uh, like to think that that guy just. Went downstairs, or he fell over the thing, and you know, they would have like a cutscene of him just popping his head up, and he'd just be all charcoal looking, you know, not 
and still alive. Yeah. And have like a little sign saying ouch. Yeah. But in Superman <laughs> 2, he gleefully uh, threw uh, Zod to his no. death. No. First of all. Deleted scenes don't count, John. We they were deleted know. for a reason. We don't know what's underneath the fortress. For all we know, it could be, uh, uh, the pillows. Uh, the, he threw him into a bed of pillows. He crushed his I was, hand. I, I can see his back I was, was broken when say, he was thrown against the ice. See, I was going to say the Phantom Zone, but I mean, pillows sounds a lot nicer. I, I, I think, I think saying that the Phantom Zone was in the pool of the, uh, Fortress of Solitude is, I, I'm just going to say, I hope you warmed up before you made that stretch because I'm guarantee you tore something. I'm just saying. That or pillows. I'm willing to accept pillows. It was pillows. We've never saw Zod since. Right? Maybe they're very comfortable pillows. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I think, yeah, it was just... What was that other last one? I, it came to my mind and we started talking about other stuff. Uh... I think the other pitfall about this movie was, is one, they're doing that whole, does he bleed thing? Like, do you bleed? Like, it's Batman telling Superman, you know, telling yeah. him off, like, do you bleed? You will, or something like that. Yeah. And I kind of got excited about that. I was like, oh, okay, when is this going to happen? You know, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And the movie's going and going and going. And it happens. And it was just like, really? Because, it, okay, here's a quick thing. So Batman tries to run over Superman for some reason, knowing that Superman will easily just stand there. No, I, that's how you read that scene. That's not how I read that that's scene. That's what I read it. I read that no, as he Superman was trying like, to stand in his way. And, and either way. he bounced off of Superman. Either way. I figured he was trying to mow him down. Anyways. Batman stands up, Superman's like, you need to cut this out or else. And then doesn't say another word, he's off. He's in the air, and Batman like looks up and he's like, do you bleed? You will. Like, I almost wanted Clark to be like, what'd you say? What'd you say? I thought the way he looked back, like, Batman's like, do you bleed? And Clark looked at him like, ew, and then just flew away. I thought that was the perfect response. See, I kind of wish Clark would have turned around and be like, what'd you say? I know you just didn't say that. Man, I will knock you into the moon myself. You know what I can do? I don't know if you I know, would have liked then, your version much more. Like, I almost wanted, like, Batman to be like, oh, burn, you know, something some like that like, right after that. Like, oh, yeah, because it was burn. just like, like, do you bleed? You will. Oh, burn. I knew it. <laughs> he totally he so totally you wanted Kelso from that '70s show to be Batman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kelso. No, but it was just that's how it was just played out. Like that scene, like it got hyped up in all of these trailers. Yes. Yeah. Just such a good line, and then it just happened, and it was just like, really? Like I kind of expected at the beginning of the fight scene, uh, the, the the third act fight scene between the two, of like you know. Superman comes down, he's like, we gotta go. We're doing some rounds now, Batman. And, you know, Batman would say that line, and then that big old tussle. 
But no, it was just, yeah, it was, it, it was very, yeah, that line just was just, I didn't get it. Well, I would say, you know but, what else was built up and under-delivered? Batman actually V-ing Superman. It was like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. But you see, I kind of figured that's what they were going to do. I mean, if, if anything, the Batman v in Superman was more, uh, uh, more, oh, what's, oh, shit, I'm losing my words. And I kind of have to admit, the trailer's kind of, the trailer kind of got rid of a lot, or kind of gave away a lot of the movie. Like, I kept watching the movie, and, like, throughout, I was like, wait a minute, I remember that from the trailer. I remember that from the trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that from it was a lot. That but I think, no, it was more of a philosophical that's the word I was like, philosophical is the word I was looking for. That was more of the battle between the two than the actual fisticuffs. See, they should have just had Paul Dini and Bruce Tim write it and released it like 20 years ago and then call it the world's finest. Yeah. Yeah. Part one, two, and three. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, I, I still liked it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i still kind of in I'm the curi- I really am curious to see this uh, director's cut with 30 minutes added to the movie. That's a lot of time, 30 minutes. I'm not. I'm not going to look forward to that. It's all well, I, I will. It's just like plug. I don't know. I think it's going to fill in some gaps. I think that the clunkiness and that choppiness... Of a theatrical cut, I think that'll be uh, smoothed out. Maybe. I don't know. All I know is, I mean, I'm still in the middle. Like, I can't say that it it totally sucked because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of complaints from my end, but I mean, it. I went in there wanting set up for Justice League. I, I really kick-ass Wonder Woman and mopey bat Superman. So. <laughs> yeah, Superman opens <laughs> back. That's, one That's thing. what I kind of got. This so. part of it. The one thing that really surprised me by this movie, and I did not think they would do, was they killed Superman. Yeah, that did kind of... That did. I didn't see that up. coming. Although, here we go. Why, why was he given like a 21 gun salute when like two days ago they're like, well, wait a minute. We, we don't understand the Superman phenomenon. Well, shit got real. Like, like what is what this? What, what is with this Superman? The I mean, monster is he, attack. Is he for us or is he for against us? Like they had Congress meet, like congressional meetings about it. They had people like picketing. Sean, from tragedy comes clarity. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, I like that they ended it that way. Although that's, that's pretty bad for a Superman movie to only be killed like the second, like in your second movie. But, I mean, Superman's what? Been on the scene for maybe like six Six months? Uh, two years. Two years. 
Oh, did it take place two years later? Uh, I think like two years or 18 months later. It said so. At the oh, that's right. That's right. When I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff. Like, that whole beginning scene with Bruce Wayne, like, you see the fight of Metropolis from Bruce Wayne's perspective. Like, that was rad. I, I dug that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then, like, yeah. some, like the, the world's reaction to Superman, when they did that montage of the media, like, commenting on him. Like, I, I won't lie to you. I, like, welled up. I'm like, this is beautiful. Like, this is, like, this Although, is how it is. I didn't understand be. why Bruce had to drive towards the action. Like, was he trying to save his friend that we never met before? Yeah, he was trying to get to his building to help make sure his people got out. But, uh, sorry, I got distracted. It's all right. And Pirates but took an infielder in the draft. But don't you think that, you know, there's actually people there, like police or fire people? You're forgetting or... that homeboy is Batman. Hmm? I don't know. I mean, I I dug the scene. I dug the opening scene because I thought that was pretty cool because you got to see the action from the last movie from a different perspective. Yeah, there is just a couple more flaws that I guess I just yeah. It there was good, there was bad. Um, you take them together, you get the facts of life. Um, the facts of life. The facts of life. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I didn't hate it. I understand why some people did. I understand the criticisms. I'm not going to argue against them because a, it's not my place to argue. For Although, the movie, it, and B, I mean, it's, it's for, different strokes for different folks. To make another '80s sitcom reference, accident. And what? And Bruce is like, oh well, since you know, uh, we became super friends like a day ago, I'm going to avenge him. I think they all realized they were wrong sure about that, him. When he flew Doomsday up into the sky, like, see, I can take the danger away from people. I'm. And they really, man, they really went out of the way to point out, like. Oh, we'll lead him into the abandoned warehouse section of Gotham. Or, oh, he's flying him up into space. Like, oh, that's the, great that's pains the next be like, part. We're not doing this around people. That's the next part. And it, it's a minor. It's very, very minor. And I just, you know, when I found out about it, well, not found out, but when they they told us in the movie, I was like, eh, okay. Metropolis and Gotham, like literally right across the bay, like right across, like right across the river or bay or whatever that body of water. Yeah. Okay, I had heard about that what? in the build-up to the movie. Like I had heard that in the movie they're going to be like twin cities, and my initial reaction was like, "That's dumb. I don't like that." Oh, I didn't know about the whole twin cities. I I, I, I had heard that. I had heard that in the build-up to the movie, and I did not. Initially, I did not care for it. Um, yeah, because it's like... But in the movie itself, once we got there, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind I mean, it didn't it throw me out. It, like, there was other parts of the movie that threw me out of the movie and me trying to get back in. That part didn't really. I was like, okay. I, I kind of prefer both my cities to be a little farther apart, but... Okay, for plot yeah. point, or for plot... Sure. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to bother me. And, uh, so, whatever. It was, it was a non-issue for me. 
So, so yeah, I I didn't understand it, but I didn't. Yeah, it didn't throw me out of the movie. Yeah, I guess convenience is why they did it. I don't know. I yeah, don't know why they did it. I don't know the point to it. Like I was kind of just more hoping, like, so wait a minute. So why was Bruce on a freaking helicopter going to Metropolis? He's going across the bay, yo. Oh, jeez, old man. Could have took like a. (laughs) He could have took a speedboat or a car. That would be awesome if he took like a bat boat. Yeah, that actually would be pretty awesome. (laughs) But oh, like it's. I don't know. Maybe they're. Maybe the the things that they set up for it will be better. You know what? I, and I was telling Seth, like I saw it with uh, Seth and his, and his girlfriend and my wife. And I was telling Seth, I was like, I want a fourth world movie. Like all the time, all this media that they give us, like the superhero medium, mm-hmm. media, I want a fourth world movie. You keep giving us like little bits and pieces of, Genesis and Apocalypse and Dark Side and Mother Boxes. Just bring it all. It could happen. You never know what's going to happen. It could happen. We'll see what happens. Um, I think what will be interesting to see, and, and, you know, DC has a chance, and Warner has a chance to redeem themselves and sort of take the, uh, the bad taste out of everyone's mouth with, uh, Suicide Squad and, a month and a half. Man. And I think Tempest. with Suicide Squad, there's a, Suicide Squad is like their guardians. Like, there's no, like, no one knows, really knows anything about it. There's no, like, preconceived notion. Like, you get like, almost like a clean slate with this. Yeah. That's why I kind of figured they were trying to go with that. Because they're even pumping out, like, old pop tunes. Well, not pop tunes. Yeah, yeah, old. even the, even the like, marketing oh. was very reminiscent to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it, it's the, that's where it would be interesting to see like other characters in this world, how they tell a story in this world with uh, a director that's not Zack Snyder. Yeah. And I think... Although, that, I, I did like the little bit and pieces where I hear like, they based Harley... Uh, Harley Quinn's, uh, like, her updated look on Debbie Harry and, uh, Joker's, uh, on, uh, shoot, just passed away. David Bowie. Hmm. Like, uh. I did not know, was that intentional or are you just. No, I think I heard it somewhere. I can't remember where. I do not know my sources. I want to say maybe bookcom or something but they took a picture maybe it was on tumblr and someone said hey you know that or do you see the coincidences and they posted this picture of like debbie harry like in a vultures t-shirt and uh and david bowie well that's like back hair and i was that, like holy crap that, that does hardly work. look is kind of a, the new 52 Harley, too. 52 as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where yeah it's kind of like a, a, a derby girl. Kind of See, has like, my Harley Quinn's more of like the one from, you know, the animated of series. Course. Of course. So. I don't know how that would work on 
the big screen. Awesomely. Perhaps. Awesome. We, we may never know. Um, probably not. <laughs> I would, I would be surprised. Well, I think we're talked out, Sean. And you know what? This happened in the TV episode, and I think it's going to happen here too, because you didn't see the Civil War picture. Yeah, so I haven't. I, I've been coming very close every time, and something keeps happening. And... I, I mean, I don't want to give anything away. I mean, I can just do a quick point on it. Um, it was good. It's excellent. The Russo brothers, you know, I'm glad they're doing the third Avengers movie. They are excellent storytellers. Um, oh. Civil War had re- really strong characters. They, like the characters really built up strong. Now we, this Civil War benefited, and when I'm watching Civil War, and I really didn't want to get into the whole like comparing it to Batman v Superman, but when I'm watching it, it was kind of hard not to. And I kind of figured as much. I mean, it's, it's Cat super, versus yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, but what Civil War, what Marvel had the luxury of that DC didn't. And this, and again, DC was always in an unenviable position with their movies. DC had, Marvel had like what a dozen movies, at, or so, to introduce these characters for us to get to know them, to get invested in them as characters, and then See, do this to counter that. And mind you, I haven't seen Civil War, but one, you are absolutely correct because, yeah we get to see Cap and Iron Man through like six, seven movies together. Like we know who they are. But in our particular case with Batman B, it was like, we all know Superman. We all know Batman. Yeah, we all know versions of Batman. We all know versions of Superman. But we don't know these versions. We didn't know... I think- I think you could have been Captain America. I mean, that's, I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, but I disagree with that notion that it should, that you know, Batman v Superman should have just worked because we know them. There's been so many various iterations of those characters that we don't know these versions. We didn't, I mean, the Steve, but the uh, Chris Evans, have... Steve Rogers is way different. And to me, I get his version of Captain America more than anything I ever read. His Iron Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man is way more engaging than any Iron Man I ever read or saw in a cartoon or what have you. So those those versions of the characters that we know and got invested in. So when those versions of the characters have what happened to them happens to them in the movie, you're that much more invested into it and you feel it that much more. Whereas in Batman v Superman, we just met this Batman. We've really don't. I mean, we. I've met this Superman, but we don't really know him. I mean, we haven't had a chance to, like, grow with him as a Superman. We just met him as he became Superman. Now we see him, like, two years in. but we And we get, like, little snippets of who he is, but we didn't get a chance to go on that journey with him. Whereas with Captain America, we had two solo movies plus two Avengers movies. With Iron Man, we had three of his movies. So we've had a chance to, like, grow with these characters and really get to know them. So when what happens happens in Civil War, it makes it that much more, you know, potent emotionally. When like you're like, oh, okay, it just it just feel it just felt more familiar rather than just like what we're supposed to know. You know, the, the preconceived notions is really all we had for Batman v Superman. See, but I figured all Batman really 
Batman and Superman, if they just would have had like a better plot, I mean, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't really have to that. have like six or seven movies to. I can't necessarily argue that. I mean, it, I think what they tried to do is they I don't know if try you need to tell plot. too much. I, I, to yeah, I think if you just do as much. Like, oh, hey, we can totally do what Marvel did in less movies. It's like, all you had to do is be like, okay, here we go. We need Batman versus Superman. How do we do that? And it, you still could have stuck with that movie as it was. And I think that worked at its core. But you're right. You could have, like, trimmed a lot of the extraneous stuff around it. And just been to like the world doesn't trust Superman because they don't know who he is, and all they know their introduction to him was a, a major city getting demolished. Batman doesn't trust him because Batman, you know, this Batman's nature is one of you know brooding and distrust, and so therefore he doesn't like him because he can't, he doesn't know how to stop him. That's really maybe what, even like a better reason why Lex Luthor hates Superman. Well, I thought that was pretty clear to me too, and it was just the same reason Batman did, and it was basically just. Xenophobia. But when someone See, I get Batman, but Luther no. freaking uh, he benefited from Superman being all uh, stompy, stompy. Like he just was like, "Oh, guess what? I think what we I'm totally was, rebuilding the city. Yay me! More money yeah, to me." What, what it was was it was powerful men feeling threatened by someone by the someone more powerful that they didn't know how to beat. I think that's why the kryptonite was so important to both of them, because it was a means to achieving the end. So you saw very powerful men having their insecurities exposed, because now they were vulnerable. All right. But Civil War, I won't tell you like everything that happened. I won't tell you anything that happens. I'll just say in the Civil War picture, you, you we've met all of these characters, so when... It does come to what it comes to with them. You do feel it much more. And the character, uh, the, we knew that even the new characters that we meet, like Black Panther and Spider-Man, like they just, they, they did just the right things for us to get to know these characters and understand where they're coming from and their motivations and how yeah, they but act. we've already seen Spider-Man on the screen. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen this Spider-Man, Sean Atkins. You have not. I would say this. I'm sure you have heard this already. This is like the best Spider-Man of all the Spider-Mans we've seen. This, they got this Spider-Man. This was the Spider-Man we didn't even know we were missing. That's how good they <laughs> are. Like we didn't even know like this was like like we're watching like of course this is Spider-Man. Of course. Then you realize every like iteration of Spider-Man we've seen from the movies to cartoons to TV shows, like we're all wrong. <laughs> like they were all wrong. This this is the one true Spider-Man, and we didn't even know we didn't have it. That's how good, you know, Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers and Marvel are at this. They gave us something that we didn't even know we we needed in the new Spider-Man. High praise, maybe, but trust me, when you see it, you're like, oh my god, this is it. Like, of course, this is Spider-Man. How did they not do this already? <laughs> You're going to go back in time like demand your money back. You're going to go to the theater and be like, I saw like five Spider-Man movies at this theater, and I want my money back compounded with interest. Because nice. I was, yeah. Like, sir, you owe me $100. Yeah. 
And and what I liked about Civil War um, was like my complaint with the two Avenger movies, the Joss Whedon Avenger movies, was the balance between light and dark wasn't very strong. Like they were they were always quippy and like making jokes that would just felt like odd times, and it would it was pulling me out of the movie. Like I'd be like they're making jokes now, like oh yeah, it's it's one of those type movies, just go for the ride. But the Russo brothers, they really know how to strike that balance. Like the jokes, the humor was at moments when it was appropriate and when it benefited the picture. Excuse me. And when the picture and when the film needed to be like heavy and somber, it was. And like they didn't like confuse those beats. Like it, they hit those notes when those notes needed to be hit. And so and when because they did that, it made all those moments even better. So I mean it's I I can't it was good. It was good. You know, I, I figured it would be good. We all probably figured it would be great. I didn't want to compare it to Batman v Superman, but there were some parallels that were unavoidable to notice when you're watching it. And um, mm. and what's crazy is, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything by telling you this, this movie could have easily been Avengers 3. Like, you watch this movie, and it's like, my God, this, this is basically Avengers 3. Those movies have such blurred, like, serialized storytelling... Like, the titles are almost, like, secondary. Like, it's really just one giant, like, series of stories we're watching. And, and That's um, why I always keep hearing. Like, it seems like Cap always gets the better storyline. Like, And that's, you know, even though I say that, like, it very well could be Avengers 3, at the same time, it is very much a Captain America movie. It, at the at the end of the day, it is Captain America's movie. And I, I think after that one, like, of all the, like, the Marvel series like Iron Man, Thor, Avengers, Captain, Captain America is probably my favorite of the series of pictures. I kind of have to admit, too. Like, he, I've, I've loved them all. I haven't watched this last one, but... Yeah, and, and you're going to... You'll, you'll like, love versus this. the Thor and Iron Man, like, Cap actually has just been knocking out of the yeah. park. <laughs> and, and at the same... While it's this big spectacle of a movie, it could very well easily be Avengers 3... There's moments there that do, like, there's a through line, pretty much, that ties, like, the whole Captain America series back together. And I missed it initially. It wasn't until I was watching the original Captain America on cable, like, a week later. I'm like, oh, my God, there was, like, a callback in Civil War. What was it? I can do this all day. Yeah. So you I've, reckon I caught that? Like, it was in the trailer, so I'm... I, no, I, I saw the meme... And someone made that parallel too. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed. I, I missed it the first go. When I saw Captain America: First Avenger again, he says, "And it's there's a callback in that movie too." And then it's Red Skull. He's like, "I could do this all day," but then again, in Civil War, when they get to that moment, he's like, "I could do this all day." I was like, "Oh shit!" So, like I said, hats off to him. Um, Although, one thing I kind of wish. I wish they would have did. Or, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many more Cap movies they plan on besides this mm. Infinity War stuff, but. Yeah. Where the hell is the Red Skull? Yeah, it's amazing that they never brought like you're it back. Telling, yeah, like, he looked like he was just being sucked into a time thing. Yeah. Or like a, a transporter thing from Thor. Yeah. But yet we've never killed, seen but, him come back. Yeah, uh, but you know, again, where would he have fit? Where would he have fit? I don't, 
Well, maybe not in this movie. I think of Winter Soldier. Where would he have fit? So who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll bring him back. Nice. Maybe they kill him off. Him back, I think that's a testament like to the strength of what they're doing, that they can just sort of abandon you know a fairly strong character like that. Yeah, we don't need like, to go I back to that. I remember people well. were like, where the heck's Iron Man 4, and where's our Mandarin? Like, See, I don't want to get into this again, but I, I liked Iron Man 3. I liked how they did the Mandarin. Did we... Did we talk about it and I figure like, it out? I feel like we've talked about this somewhere. Maybe yeah. somewhere. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's like, how can you say that? Because they they had a good Mandarin. And it wasn't I like how, guy. I like, how they turned the concept of, I like how they turned the concept of it on its head. I thought it was novel. I thought it made sense for the world that they established. I thought it made sense within the context of the film. I enjoyed that. I no. Well, I know they did that short where they like allude to that they, there is a real Mandarin who did not take kindly to being co-opted like that. So whether like, they... I like, I like that they did the whole. Oh, this is not the real Mandarin, but to have that guy as the Mandarin, I'm sorry, no. They should have just had him be ahead of AIM. Or I liked. Um, they should have said, that, you know what, my name is Modoc, and just I liked him how it was just an actor playing a role and set up by that corporation to create. I I, I just enjoyed that. I had such like I don't know, like a feel of like a one foot firmly in reality, as and opposed to just like conspiracy theory. Yeah, I I, I like that part. I really did like that. I thought that was really really clever. I haven't seen that movie in a while, and I've been trying to find it, but it's, I guess I have to go online or something. I don't know. Probably because people didn't like the Mandarin. I, don't, I loved Iron Man. I thought it was I good. Know. I thought it was like the only good like number like, I, comic I, movie. I mean, I liked Iron Man 3. I liked all about it. I I liked the PTSD he had after. Like, mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, I don't know about taking your only prototype suit with you, but you know, I kind of like that his suit didn't work that well and he had to rely on his wits. Just that Mandarin thing. It's just it's like, damn it, no. 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 Alright. Well, we got way off base because Iron Man 3 was not one of the movies we came to talk about tonight. True. But it is a movie. It is a movie. So, so is 9 to 5, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole either. Well, let me tell you, Dolly Parton. Was she in that movie? Yeah. That and the Coleman's performance is completely underrated and gets lost. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I kind of like Dolly Parton in, uh, was it the little whorehouse in Texas? Yeah, best little, yeah, I think best little whorehouse in Texas. There but, you um, go. Again, I say it. You you make us do it. Let's wrap this one up. Let's put a pin in it. Let's go yeah, let's see if we raise a cup or not. Just, out of this recording, it's 3-2 in the middle of the second period. San Jose. Sharks. Sharks. So, to be determined if history is getting made here or not. Um, let's wrap it up. I think next week, I think, Sean, 
I don't know if you'd be here or not. We never know. We never, who's, never know who's going to be here on the comic book pit. I think next week we're talking comics. If I'm correct, next week, Sean Atkins, we are, uh, it's the, uh, let's call it the afterbirth of rebirth on next week's comic book pit. Does that mean we get a read a title? Well, uh, as you may or may not be aware, DC Comics recently. Yeah, they decided to relaunch again. Called Rebirth. Well, it wasn't really a relaunch. And uh, we'll discuss the finer points of it on, the, on what very well may be the next episode of the comic book pit. One of these upcoming episodes, we'll call it uh, the Rebirth Afterbirth. It's clever. It's a little gross. Yeah, M- I'd much, say. much like DC Comics. Clever. I just call it the placenta episode. Oh, that that's just hitting it right on the nose, Sean. I think afterbirth, <laughs> rebirth, afterbirth. Yeah, you know, some effort went into that one. You're just like the baby bag nasty show. Like here, here's this big purple black. Yeah. In a, in a tray, blag. Look it up. All right. Read it. All right. Well, you're the pilot of the ship, so if we're done, take us out. Do you well, remember, do you remember what episode this was? This has been comic book two twenty seven, and I am Sean. I'm not giving you the middle name. Atkins. And. And I'm Jared. We are out. Yeah. Uh, Bio con Dios. Arriba de Archie.